Hi, welcome to Midlife Athlete Podcast. Um, I'm Jason Smith and my uh, co-host, passionate announcer today, yes. Greg. Hello, mate. You never change you? your name. Sorry? I'm good. I'm good. You never change your name. No, I don't. I just, I just like seeing what uh, what the software decides to give me, but I'm a passionate announcer. And that's very true. It's very true. It's very apt. You are. You are. Um, we're joined today by uh, Lara Giusti, who is founder and head chef of Velo Forte. Welcome, Lara. Oh, thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure. No, it's good to have you on. And I think, um, <clears throat> obviously, we're going to talk about sort of nutrition and fuel in sort of endurance sports. But but maybe before we kind of get into that, are you are you a midlife athlete yourself? I am. How very dare you ask me how old I am, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I am most definitely a midlife athlete, yes. Um, I, I love to run, for sure. It's, it's fantastic. It's great space for my head. Um, I'm lucky I live very close to the River Thames, and so running down the towpath is a lifesaver for me, especially in these lockdown months. Um, I'm a big advocate of yoga. I think flexibility is really important as we get older. Um, you'll find me on a bike from time to time. Um, I'm more of a fair weather cyclist than I am anything else. Um, and I love a game of netball. A bit of competition always goes a long way to get me out of out and about, out of the bed, and uh, onto a court. Fantastic. We haven't had any uh, netball players yet, have we, Greg? No, no, first time. Okay, well, well, we might have to. Great full body exercise. Yeah. Do you play in a? Do you play netball for a team or? There's a there's a local league that goes on um, that I will jump in and out of games on. Yeah, um, but I have an unfair advantage being a six foot tall um, shooter, so um, I'm that much closer to the net. <laughs> I've, my I've... daughter occasionally plays shooter, so. Uh... I know a little bit about that role. <laughs> I remember playing a game of netball against, uh, when I was a guys, the rugby uh, boys played a game of netball against uh, the women's side. And uh, it is surprisingly, it is a, it's a tough sport. For, non-contact, really for, for a non-contact sport, we did sort of make it a bit of contact, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> where we shouldn't have done. Um, but it's actually a, a incredibly skillful. Uh, I mean, I, I watch it on TV, um, catching now and again, and it's just uh, just incredible the speed of it as well. It's, it's really fast paced. It really is, mm. and it's burst, short burst activity. Mm. So the older we get, that's that's quite difficult for us. So um, uh, it's great, all good for a, a full round training for mm. sure. Mm. I know that the um, <clears throat> the Welsh Rugby Union um, put some of their players. I think this was years and years ago. Um, they put them with the uh, the female uh, women's netball team for um, hand eye coordination skills. Mm. And yes. apparently, they I learned. I know who probably won. <laughs> well, I, I think they learned a whole heap of stuff. You know, just you know, uh, and as you say, the game is sort of underrated in that sense, but it's mm. it's incredibly skillful. Mm. Okay, so so you we've established that you are a midlife athlete. Uh, tell us a little bit about Vela Forte because it's got a quite an interesting story behind how it how it came about yes yes um so Vela Forte we just um think that real food performs best and that we want to as as any athlete of any age you should try and fuel your activities with real food with real nutrition and so um, my background is actually a physio um I think you are as well aren't you Greg yes I am yes 
Yeah, so um, I trained many rooms ago um, as a physiotherapist and worked for 10 years in the NHS, uh, but specialised in cardiorespiratory physiotherapy. Mm. Um, so people with heart and lung disorders, working with people after heart attacks, getting them fitter, getting them back active again. Um, and whilst I had my kids, I'd have had to do a master's in that at um, the London College Hospital. And so um, I did, uh, took me five years to complete my master's. And during that time, there was a focus on nutrition as well, which I found super interesting. Um, and at that time, my husband really got into cycling in a big way um, and was finding that all everything on the market, these highly processed supposedly yeah, healthy yeah. nutrition sources were really very difficult to digest and were actually impeding him rather than helping him. And so um, I set about using my knowledge of nutrition and of fitness, um, trying to come up with some recipes um, and look towards our sort of family history. You mentioned my surname, Giusti. So um, that's an Italian surname. And if you know Velaforte, um, obviously it's based on Forte strength, the Italian word. Um, all the products are named after Italian names as well. So Mark's family are from uh, Tuscany. And in Tuscany, they make an amazing product called Panforte. And Panforte is what Mark was eating and using for his training. And so we use that as a base to look at how we could develop that food into a sports specific food by changing the carbs to proteins ratio changing the texture slightly and making a really fantastic product aimed at sports nutrition and so really that's where it all came around from needing to find a healthy and natural and powerful and delicious way to fuel you um, on your activities and so the velo <clears throat> part of the name, I, I guess, came from your husband's cycling. Originally, sort of... yes, absolutely. So the velo obviously can mean velocity, can mean speed, but uh, the original name came from velo cycling forte strength. But now, of course, we have you know customers for that are full of all sorts of different activities. We've got hikers and triathletes and runners and rugby players, and mm. um, you know, um, it really is cross sport nutrition and so tell us a little bit about the um the sort of the, the traditional italian food that you've based certainly your bars and i, I i've used your bars um so I, I i know where you're coming from but from from a listener who who maybe hasn't explored your range of products or, or used your bars what, what what's the sort of italian product that it's based on so it's based on an, an ancient fortifier made in Siena in Tuscany. Um, they started making them in the 13th century. Um, and it's a fruit and nut heavy based baked cake, in essence, um, full of all the natural, amazing dried fruits, you know, toasted nuts. Um, it's uh, highly spiced. So we use lots of lovely spiced ingredients which have a fantastic effect on your body number one they stimulate your digestion the minute you start eating them they make you salivate and that is the first stage of digestion so it's actually prepping your body to say you've got something really good coming so you know get ready we're going to digest it we're going to get ready to get the energy into our system they're also amazing the spices you know ginger incredible spice it it, it, it 
goes against all your nausea that is so common if people are pushing really hard for any length of time on a bike or running. Um, it's amazing to help with delayed onset muscle soreness as well. Um, so we use incredible natural ingredients as they did in the 13th century. Um, and instead of using brandies and cognacs and all the lovely alcoholic things, we've interspliced those with natural fruit juices and fruit zests so we maintain the flavor and the density and the juiciness of the bars I think if you've ever had one of our bars what's so lovely about it is that it's not this dry dusty hard thing to ingest it's actually got a lovely chew to it and it's got a crunch to it from the toasted nuts and so it's actually a pleasure to take on fuel which I think is something that actually inhibits a lot of people when they're fueling for exercise they almost dread that yeah. opportunity to take on energy, whereas we want to make something that you actually really actively look forward to. So you're going to want to fuel at regular intervals and you're going to keep your energy sustained throughout. Can I can I just request that you try some of the Armagnac uh, recipes on, on, on us at some point? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we'll have a Christmas get together for sure. Oh, no. Well, I just I just think I think there's a product range that I think you're just you're just missing out on, on a large proportion of the middle aged athletes who are just thinking, you know what, I'm just going for a bike ride, darling. Maybe gonna- <laughs> it could just be the recovery. The active yeah. section. Um, yeah. the re- we could call it relaxation. The relaxation. Bit. Yes, yes, absolutely. I love that idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll revisit that at a later time. <laughs> yeah. the, the, um, I mean, I, I think you're right. I mean, I um, when in my cycling experiences, I you know people dread. Well, firstly, people don't really understand. I don't think what they should be doing to fuel and any endurance sport, whether that's cycling or running or whatever. So can you maybe take us a step back and say, you know, what is a, what are the sort of fundamentals that, that we should be thinking about as athletes doing endurance sports for fuel? Yeah. I mean, it's a really good question. I think what's important is you look at it as a 360 approach to nutrition. So yes, absolutely. Fueling for when you're being active is super important, but you need to start with your tank full um, if you know where your body stores energy in your muscles and your liver, and so your job is to make sure you start with that tank topped up. So in the day before, two hours before you go out, you need to be taking on energy and then energy really in the form of carbohydrates. And it's those carbohydrates that fill your muscle and your liver stores that will keep you going. If you're just exercising for 60 minutes or less, there's enough energy in your system to keep you going. So you don't need to take on extra fuel. You need to keep hydrated. Very important, especially as we get older. We need to make sure we're taking on fluids. But actually under 60 minutes, your body's got enough power stored in it to keep you going for that. If you're going for a longer run or a longer ride over 90 minutes, then it's really important that you don't get exhausted of that natural store of your energy and that you start fueling almost from the minute you start going so we always recommend you start taking on carbohydrates so that's your fastest energy release source um, every 20 minutes when you're going for a longer session and obviously to try and keep on top of your hydration as well um People talk about energy targets um, and how to keep yourself sustained for longer. We would say 
usually you'd aim to take on 60 to 90 grams of carbohydrate per hour and not above that. And we say not above that because um, over 60 grams of pure glucose in your system, your body can't digest any more than that. You have separate glucose channels in your gut and at 60 grams per hour, they are saturated. So you keep chucking glucose into your system. What happens is you get a high glucose concentration inside your gut and your body tries to balance that by flooding your gut with fluid from your circulating blood volume. Hence, you get the dreaded bloat and you get that horrible, cramping, mm. yucky feeling when you have you think you're tired, so you think you need to eat more. Well, actually, you're not really doing your body much good at that stage. So we talk about trying to maximize your carbohydrate intrates by using dual source carbohydrates. And by dual source, we mean a fructose source and a glucose source. So your glucose are from your starches and your sugars, and your fructose comes from fruit, in essence. And so you'll find in our products, we use both. We use sugars, natural sugars, and we use dried fruits. And if you combine the two, then you can up your glucose intake to 90 grams very safely without any of the gastric issues that you get if you just stuck to pure glucose. So you can certainly set yourself a carb target. Don't exceed 90 grams per hour and always look for a dual source carbohydrate source. Um, and as I said before, Hydration is really important. So we can lose, on average, about a litre of sweat an hour. And you might not be aware of that if you're riding a bike and it's all evaporating off you. But if you're not replacing those fluids, then you can get dehydrated fairly quickly. And there's a staggering claim that 5% dehydration, you get a 30% loss in your performance. And that's not just physical performance, that's your mental performance mm. as well. Mm. So what you'll feel is that you're less sharp, you've got less energy, and really it's as simple as keep drinking from your bidon, keep drinking from your, your backpack as you're running and you're riding to try to keep on top of that. I mean, one of the um, <clears throat> things I've I've been asked several times, and I – um, as a, as a cycling coach, and I've you know given the advice that you've just given about you know eating little and often and you know sixty to ninety grams. Everyone always asks me the same question, and so I'm going to ask the same of you: what What does sixty to ninety grams look like? You know, is that is that a banana? Is that a banana and a bar? Is that you know what? Yeah. And, and I know it's different because I it's. So yeah, different products have different things, but I can absolutely talk about our products. And I can, yeah, bananas have about twenty to twenty-five grams of carbohydrate in a banana. The browner the banana, the more ripe, the more natural sugars you'll find inside it, and so they'll be higher on the glucose content. The more green, the lower on the glucose content. Now, obviously, a nice ripe, squishy banana isn't going to survive very long in your back pocket. So um, that's why our bars and our chews and our natural gels are a great portable way to fuel naturally on the go. So our bars have roughly 40 grams of carbohydrate per bar. Our gels have 22 grams of carbohydrate and our chews have 40 grams of carbohydrate. So if you imagine if you're riding your bike or having a run, a bar and a gel would hit absolutely hit your 60 gram target 
very nicely or a pack of chews and a gel or half a bar and a pack of chews. I mean, what, the reason why we create all these different ways to fuel is that everyone has their preference of fueling. And depending on your sport, some things are easier, easier to eat than others. So runners find it really quite hard to chew dense, solid um nutrition because you know you're constantly breathing you're juggling you you know it's really quite difficult so taking on a gel when you're running is easier taking eating our the soft chew we've got, made these amazing super soft chews that almost dissolve on your tongue rather than having like a wine gum kind of thing that sticks in your teeth um, they're really easy to ingest at pace and they don't interrupt with your breathing um, and they're packed full of natural carbohydrates fast-release carbohydrates that are fantastic for your energy. Um, we also make hydration solutions. Some of them have energy in them as well. So they contain 22 grams of carbohydrates per 500 ml bottle. So you can take your energy in solid forms as bars and chews. You can take it in liquid forms as gels and um, hydration products with energy. And if you mix and match across your hour, not only are you going to keep your body energized, you're going to keep your taste buds happy and yourself motivated for that next fueling st stage. Yeah. And <clears throat> I don't know, Greg, if you can remember, but when we would do out in Girona, I picked up a load of um, Vanaforte bars I do, from I do remember, the service yeah. course opposite. And mm. I don't know if you can remember also that the, there are some really you know, wacky well, yeah, some people call them wacky, but they're really unusual flavors uh, that you you have in your bars. So, tell us a little bit because I, I mean, like pistachio, you wouldn't think of pistachio normally in, an, in, a, in a sort of sports endurance product. So, could you tell us a little bit about well, some of the wacky ingredients that you've got there, the unusual ingredients that you know might surprise people, and why 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 use some of those? What's the what's the value that they bring? So. As, as I said before, taste and texture and enjoyment is all going to help with your fueling. But also these wonderful natural ingredients are amazing for performance as well. So, so take the humble date. They're around on your Christmas table, not necessarily going to be munching on them very regularly, but they are intense powerhouses of carbohydrates. Mm. And they're soft and they're squishy and they're easy to eat on the go. So we use dates in quite a lot of our bars as an amazing natural carbohydrate source. The nuts that we use, so almonds are in all of our bars. Almonds are the highest protein nut and they've got great digestibility. They're full of heart healthy fats as well. Um, and they get that lovely crunch as well. So they they're, give you that fullness feeling as well. So I think lots of sports nutrition, it may be nutritionally dense, but you don't know you've eaten it. So you have something and you actually feel hungry. Your stomach feels empty. Mm. and You don't get that sort of society feeling of, of I've actually ingested something. So our bars have that. Um, and that's really important, I think, if you're out for a long day. You don't want to feel hungry because if you feel hungry, you're going to keep taking on, you know, glucose sources. And then that's when you're going to have the gastric side effects. We use matcha tea in one of our bars. We have a pronto bar, which is figs, ginger and pistachios and matcha tea and guarana. And that's got a natural caffeine source to it. So instead of having a highly refined caffeine source that you'd find in 
other sports brands. I'm not mentioning any names. Um, guarana is farmed from the, the plants, uh, the fruits and the seeds of the guarana plant from South America. And it has an amazingly mellow caffeine high. And so instead of having the boom and bust of a chemical caffeine, you have this lovely buzz um, that stays with you for a number of hours afterwards. So we try to look to nature. Uh, obviously, matcha tea has a natural caffeine load as well uh, and has that really lovely savoury taste as well. So we, we try and look to nature and also offer you taste sensations that aren't always sweet so we use basil and we use sage in our electrolyte uh, um, powders because we want to challenge your taste buds so boring eating sweet stuff for seven hours in a row we want to give you something that you look forward to it's a change we use sea salt in our avanti bar which again stimulates your senses it um, adds to your electrolyte replacement and and just gives you that break from from the the sugary sweet that can often just leave you not wanting to fuel Mm. and are you are you you must be constantly researching like new ingredients and and how these ingredients are yeah yeah i love it Uh, absolutely um so we've just um launched our new uh, range of recovery shakes. I don't know if you've come across them yet. And in those, we've um, added some adaptogens. So these are natural plant-based stress-busting ingredients. So we've got maca in one and we've got ginseng in the other. And they're known to help to calm you after strenuous exercise. Your body's in a stress situation after you come back from a massively hard session. And uh, these amazing wonder plant ingredients just help you on your road to recovery. So I have a lovely time going researching what nature can do for us, for sure. Um, my, my question is, how long did it take you? How many iterations of the bar or the, the, the recipes did it, did it take you to, to, to do you think, OK, this is now ready for the public? It, it takes a long time to launch a new product. It takes almost a whole year from mm-hmm. concept through to launch. And within that year, I would say the first six to seven months are all getting the recipes absolutely 100% right. And that's right for performance. That's right for taste. That's right for texture, for shelf life. I mean, we refuse to use any um, artificial ingredients at all. So none of the flavors come from artificial flavorings. We don't use any preservatives. So we have to make sure that our products are bulletproof before we go to take them to market. Um, and yes, there are many, many different samples that I produce. I used to produce all the bars in our home kitchen when we first launched. Yes. Wow. Amazing. So, um, my kids loved it. You know, they were like, this is fantastic. How, how big try, is your husband? I'll try, I'll try the recipe that you don't like, mum. That's delicious. Um, and very soon, you know, my husband, Mark, and his cycling buddies would be my little guinea pigs as well. So they offer, they, they get packed with our bars wrapped in, you know, full back paper and, and off they'd go and take them on their journeys and give me feedback about taste and texture and how it made them feel. And and so, yeah, there are many, many, many sample runs before anything gets anywhere near going into production. I was, I was going to say, how big is your husband after all these tests? <laughs> <laughs> he does a lot of cycling, so I guess he should be bigger, but yeah. <laughs> 
And so, I mean, <clears throat> where do you bake them now? Then, are they, do you have? You have? I guess you have a kitchen, but it's but it's local to to London, isn't it? I think it's in London. Our bakery's in London. Yeah, absolutely. So, we I went from making them in my kitchen, just me and a, a very hardworking friend, to uh, running a little um, commercial bakery. Um, we shared it with another baker and I had a team of seven and we ran that for a year, um, making all the bars by hand. And when I say making by hand, I mean making by hand and all bars are still made by hand. So the fruits we buy all whole and then we chop them to the right size. We refuse to buy anything pre-chopped because generally they'll add some kind of preservative into them or something to keep them separate or they're not the right texture for us. So we buy all the nuts in whole and we toast them and we chop them to the right size. We buy all the fruits in whole. and we, It's a real labour of love to make our bars. And so we got to a point where we just, I couldn't make enough. And so now we've upscaled to a bigger bakery um, and we have a team of 30 bakers, all still making exactly as, as I made in my kitchen for the very first samples. So everything is done traditionally. If you've eaten one of our bars, you'll see that the base is a layer of um, a potato starch. It's um, rice paper. Um, and that is very traditional to the panforte. So we stay traditional to the Italian heritage. It's great because it stops your fingers from getting sticky. It helps it slide within the within the pack. But um, we, we're very true to the roots of our products. Ah, I wondered what the uh, what that little thing was at the base. So now I now I know. Edible. Now I know. You don't need to peel it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've never tried to peel it off. I've just eaten it. But uh, but I wondered, you know, what whether there was a reason for that. And obviously there is, and that's the traditional. I haven't tried the traditional Italian um, cake, as it were. So um, that's why. There you go. Method in the madness. <laughs> Method in the madness. Um, I guess we 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 had a bit of um we thought we'd try something different uh for this episode because obviously you being a head chef um we <laughs> that we could we could maybe make this a little bit interactive and I, I know no listeners can't see this but but just a bit of background so Greg and I have made some flapjacks Greg you did stick mm. to the flapjacks I did, I did stick to flapjacks yeah right and we've sent samples to you I hope they've arrived in a, they <laughs> in a form that you can eat them and and so what we thought we'd have a bit of a bake-off between Greg and I um and you know who's got the best who's got the best <laughs> flapjacks basically hear. that's what we want to they were sent in lovely foil packages maybe you can hear the foil over <laughs> over the microphone well Two delicious looking flapjacks. Thank you. You, have, you haven't tried them yet, have you, Lara? I haven't tried them, no. no. So this is happening live. live, as it were. This is happening absolutely live. But just by looking at them, they look very different from each other. So Greg's one is full of lovely pumpkin seeds and sunflower seeds. Mm. Am I right, Greg? Yeah, yeah. a few ra- hopefully some raisins, raisins in, there. in there. Yeah, I can see that yeah. too. It's got quite a loose structure. Yes, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> There's pros and cons on a loose structure, <laughs> and portability are very important. Yes, um, yes, understand. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a bite now. Mmm, mm. yum. Okay. What's your What's your syrup base in there? 
Um, oh, it's it's uh, it's an age old recipe. I can't possibly <laughs> tell you. It's uh, it's 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 a it's treat. Like it's like yeah. I tell you, I have to kill you, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. It's got a nice crunch, nice so, crunch. Um, and Jason's is more of a solid looking bar, but has a good squidge to it, which is good. It looked like it might live out in your pocket quite well. That's that sort of, that sort of sums up Jason. You know, he's, he's squidgy, but for <laughs> it's got some chocolate notes in here, Jason. That's nice. Yes, yeah, it has. Yeah, you got have you got cocoa nibs in there, or is it just uh, cocoa powder? Uh, no, there's it's it's basically a dark bit of bit of dark chocolate to mm. chunks type of thing, and some raisins as well. Yeah, mixed fruit. So there's you know, very nice. Well, I'm very impressed by both of them. I have oh. to say. Do I have to? Do I have to do a who gets, who there gets a the, who, Yeah, who gets the handshake? Who gets the Lara handshake? The I would handshake. have to say, sorry, Greg. Oh. Jason gets the Lara handshake, and because he's managed to get a texture that would live well in a jersey yes. pocket, and it I, would I, crumble. I, I bow to his his superior uh, <laughs> so baking well skills. Done, Jason, well done. You should be very proud. Oh, I am. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. This is. This is. This has made my week now. <laughs> oh. And I'm not gonna hear the last of it. Oh, no, you won't hear the last. <laughs> Midlife Athlete Podcast is supported by Health and Fitness Solutions. Health and Fitness Solutions is a well-established and highly respected provider of physiotherapy and podiatry services based in the City of London and Harley Street. We take pride in being able to offer a wealth of experience and expertise in dealing with a wide range of muscular skeletal conditions, from acute sprained ankles through to the more complex and long-standing issues that have failed with treatment elsewhere. We are dedicated to getting you better. For a full list of the services we offer, visit our website, hfs-clinics.co.uk. Yeah, we're back. We're back. We had a slight technical issue there, but... um... Welcome, Laura, again. Yes, sorry. <laughs> um, that's, that's okay. That's okay. So, basically, we worked out that Jason is um, is uh, is the better baker. Um, and <laughs> I'd say he had a better recipe. It's not about the baking. Skills. Oh, okay. Well, I, I think I think I think I, where I lost out was the fact that mine was 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 falling apart a bit. I need to I need to up my uh, up my um, I have to practice more, basically. <laughs> Um, but what when when you when we were when um, Jason and I were just chatting, um, what what came to mind with me was a, a book we, we read um, uh, last year uh, by by Tim Spector uh, called Spoonfed, and in it he was he was talking about the, the myths of, of of nutrition and diet etc. Um, but talking about specifically you know processed foods and how it's not. You should try. Rule of thumb is to try and avoid something which has more than about ten ingredients, and you want to be, um, as long as it's a natural. As long as they're natural, that's great. But most things which are processed have a lot of ingredients in them. They're and, huge. Um, really yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's something that that struck me, and I, I took away from that that book um, straight away, and I and I do to this day. Um, and I just wanted to talk to you about about that in terms of the. The processed, uh, what is out there in terms of what is processed, and the, what that actually means to the nutrition and to uh, the end product. 
So yeah, in the in the sports nutrition world, I think the trend in the last ten years has to be using highly um, processed starches like maltodextrin um, as a fuel source and that that's pretty universal across lots of less natural nutrition brands um, there's pros and cons I you know I can't damn it completely um, the pros is they've got a really high glycemic index so if you want energy and you want it quick it's going to deliver it to you um, the cons um, would be it's very easy to supersaturate your system. As I said before, um, mm-hmm. it's easy to take on too much and too quickly and your body can't cope with that. And so then you get all the horrible gastric side effects. So we try to create food that's balanced. So our bars have the natural carbohydrates. They have natural sources of protein in them as well to keep you feeling fuller for longer. So it's not just a focus on one ingredient. Um, and I think that makes a huge difference when you're fueling for the long day. Um, and as for, you know, artificial flavorings, lots of products say they use natural flavorings. Um, I just need to make you all aware that natural flavoring doesn't mean it comes from the fruit that they're trying to make it taste from. As in a natural blueberry flavor might never ever seen a blueberry in its life. Um, <laughs> It can come from natural ingredients, but not from the fruit itself. So we use no flavorings at all. The flavors you get from our products are flavors from the fruit. So our hydration products are made from freeze-dried real fruit. And so they add the natural color. They add a little bit of texture. They add all the natural flavors in there without having anything artificial at all. Like you say, we think nature just performs. Bless your body knows how to digest foods that's grown from the earth um Mm. not stuff that's made in a lab so if you can get these amazing powerful and nutrition dense foods from nature then why would you go to a chemistry lab i I, Mm. that's where i'll stand (laughs) (laughs) but my my other my other the other side of it is what you're when you're fueling for the actual event um or the or the, the the training ride what happens afterwards, what I find also very interesting, um, in my understanding, is that, that you've got to try and fuel. It's ideally you try and get some get some fuel in, back into you at least twenty minutes within twenty minutes of, of, of the um, of the event or, or the training ride, um, because we talk about that uh, the, 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 what's stored in the muscle and the and the liver, the, which is glucose or shoved together into chains called glycogen. And when you if, you if you're doing lots of cycling your quads, your glutes, uh, your legs will be using up your, that glycogen. But if you, if you eat within 20 minutes of that, of, of finishing, your, those, those stores will be replenished almost, um, uh, will be replenished first. That's my That's understanding right. of it. That's right. You've got a, a two windows of recovery in essence. You've got mm. your early window, which is the, 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 the rapid, your glycogen, debt recovery window where your body's actually wants to take on the energy back into your muscles and so Mm. really in that first window you should be focusing predominantly on carbohydrates and fluids and electrolytes to Mm. sort of rebalance your system proteins are really important for recovery but you've got longer to take those on board 
you've got up to two hours to take on protein. So if you if you need to eat something in that first 20 to 30 minutes, needs to be carbohydrate heavy and you need to be replacing your fluids. And then you've got longer to take on some natural proteins after that. Um, but having proteins and um, carbohydrates together has been shown to promote recovery. And as we get older, recovery is super important. Um, us, us midlife athletes, um, <laughs> 40, um, we're already fighting the loss of muscle mass that is mm. the genetic thing that happens to us all. Um, mm. And so by taking on a little bit of extra protein, uh, we can try and combat that loss of muscle fiber Mm. and obviously incorporating resistance exercise into our training um, will also help combat that muscle loss but protein and carbohydrates and there's a magic ratio three to one people throw around three carbs to one protein ratio that you should be looking at these golden formula to help you to recover faster as i as i understand it though the the, the reason why, if you just take carbohydrate by itself, does that not is, is it is it slightly slower um, to, to be absorbed than if you actually add have it with protein? Yes, you should have a little bit of protein with your carbs. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. So in that early window, um, mm. like I say, we've just we just launched these new recovery shakes. Not that I'm promoting our products or anything, but golden <laughs> three to one ratio carbs to protein. And there is a little bit of protein in there, but it isn't your 20 grams of your target protein that everyone says you need to ingest mm. for full mm. recovery because you don't need that 20 grams in that first recovery window. You do need some protein in there. Um, and the protein helps to stimulate your insulin response that helps to stimulate your muscles to take on that extra energy as well. So they're working hand in hand together. Yeah. Um, and then later, you can then, you know, protein it up with a proper meal. Mm. And we should always look for real food to, for our recovery. If, you, if you're out and about and you're not at home and your end, ses- end of session isn't coming back to your fridge, then how brilliant you can have something in your pocket like we do recovery bars as well, which have uh, 12 grams of complete protein. Uh, we do recovery shakes, which have 13 grams of complete protein uh, and all the carbohydrates that you need for your recovery. Um, and I talk about complete proteins as in well, not all protein sources are made equal. So your body can produce amino acids, but it can't produce your nine essential amino acids that you have to take on board through food that actually help your muscles regrow. And so we use complete proteins in all of our products um, for recovery, um, which is easier if you're looking outside of the plant world because you've got all your whey powders, uh, your eggs, your, your you know, natural meats, uh, protein sources. If you're looking towards the plant world, you have to be a bit more wily. You have to combine different plant sources to give you your full nine essential amino acid profile. So we combine pea and brown rice and pumpkin proteins to make sure that you've got that full profile, including your branch chain amino acids, which have been proven to help with your muscle resynthesis. And we put that all in a handy portable little packet that you can keep in your car glove box, mix with water when you get off your bike or on from your run and start recovering from the minute you take your trainers off. Um, So, yeah, all very well thought through. Yeah, that's great. Um, Lara, it's been great having you on. Um, Thank you for being a sport in um, taking part in the Bake Off. 
That's my pleasure. Uh, Thank you. I, I, I can assure you, Greg, I did not put anything else in that box other than the flapjacks. <laughs> there was no money well, changing hands. Well, Actually, I did. That, that 50... two flapjacks, Jason. So there you go. <laughs> there was, well, my, my 50 quid obviously did, didn't sway it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't found that yet. <laughs> I think I can safely say that you've got two volunteers to test any kind of alcohol-related bars in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and no, we, we, it's been great. It's been a real pleasure having you on. Um, really appreciate it. Thanks for all your time and, and um, advice and and tips mm-hmm. and. And we encourage everyone to go and buy some natural Velo Forte products. That, I mean, I I think they're great. They're great. So well done and, and um, good luck for the future. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, Laura. Take care. Thanks, Lara. Bye-bye. Bye.